Hello, 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 and welcome to the Timelines Project, a podcast all about the lore and story of Magic the Gathering, a very fun and interactive trading card game. If you're new, welcome. If you're not, welcome back. Today's episode is another lesson in metaphysics. This one is about souls, and more specifically, sparks. As I said in the previous lesson, in this episode I will bring up things that have not yet been covered in the podcast, so any newcomers to Magic War might want to sit this one out and come back after I've explained more stuff. I would come back uh, probably after the mending, because most of the mes- metaphysics is all linked to the mending. Alright, without further ado, let's get started with the topic for today, souls. Okay, so I looked up a definition of soul on Google, and the first thing I found was from yourdictionary.com, so I'll read that, and then compare it to magic soul. Soul is defined as one person, or is the spirit and essence of a person. An example of your soul is the part of you that makes you who you are, and that will live on after your death. Magic souls aren't too different from that. Your soul is uh, an essential part of you that allows you to tap into the mana of the land for spellcasting. It is a part of the blind eternities trapped in you, and when you die, your soul is dispelled into the multiverse, meaning that no one is ever truly gone from magic stories. They just become a part of the greater whole. This dispelling of essence is represented in the physical game of magic by the mechanic Exile. If something is exiled, its essence is gone forever, and it cannot be revived. Its body can be reanimated, sometimes, but its soul will not return. If a soul is brought to the land of the living, souls tend to be intangible, unless they're not. Sometimes they go right through you, and other times they'll slit your throat. It just depends on the world. Alright, now that you have a rough idea of what souls are, I'll explain the different types. On planes, there are three sentient groups, physical beings, metaphysical beings, and planeswalkers, which bridge the gap between the two. In the physical beings are all your humanoid creatures, humans, elves, merfolk, goblins, avon, vidalcan, so on and so forth. They're all tied to their planes of origin, and their essence is physical, so they cannot travel through the blind eternities, which essence is metaphysical, it's literally magic. In the metaphysical category are your angels, demons, dragons, hydra, and sphinxes, though I'm not sure about that last one. These are creatures composed of almost entirely mana, as opposed to their physical counterparts who contain very little mana. You never see spirit forms for any of these creatures, because for all intents and purposes, they're all souls in physical form. When they die, they just sort of dissolve back into the blind eternities where they came from. In between the two groups are Planeswalkers. They come from the physical group, but have the connection to the multiverse found in the metaphysical creatures. Uh, Pre-mending. Post-mending, it's a little different. But pre-mending, they were mainly metaphysical. Planeswalker souls are called sparks, because they're special. Metaphysical creatures can't have sparks, because then they would lose the one part of them that, you know, keeps them on the plane, which is their physical soul, I guess. I guess their soul is what ties them to the world. If if they had a spark, they would literally just be mana. The last important thing about Planeswalkers is that their sparks ignite when they experience a highly traumatic event. They are not 
in fact, born omnipotent gods, but they have to unlock their power, and normally this is through dying, or seeing someone else die. Though, lately, it seems like just getting excited can ignite your spark. I'm looking at you, Basri Ket. Oh, one more thing. I said I would explain the reason Xantra's heart stone was so important in uh, one of the previous episodes on Planeswalker. The first reason that it was important was if it was destroyed, she would die, and that's bad. Uh, this is because you need your soul, because it contains some your sentience and other things essential for life. Sentience is not one of those, but it is also contained within your soul. You don't need sentience to be alive, but yeah. I know this because in time streams, Urza built Karn, the silver golem, but couldn't figure out a way to make him sentient, and then he stuck Xantra's heart gem into the golem's head, which gave him the ability for complex thought and all the other stuff that makes you sentient, and that's how I know sentience is contained within the soul. Uh, and Karn is the reason two. Reason three will be after the mending, so you'll have to wait a while for that. Alright, so now that I've explained physical, metaphysical, and planeswalker souls, it's time for the exceptions, because of course there are exceptions. The most important and famous exception is Nicobolus, Elder Dragon, God Pharaoh, and one of, if not the, most powerful entity in the multiverse. Nikki B is a dragon planeswalker, one of only two in the multiverse. Dragons are mana-based creatures, uh, as I mentioned before, and yet Nicobolus and his brother Ugin are both planeswalkers, as well as being the oldest dragons left on Dominaria. Ugin, the spirit dragon, is the second exception. He breaks all the same rules as Nicobolus, though he is not nearly as powerful as Nikki B. There is a possible explanation for Ugin's and Nicobolus's sparks, but that's a topic for another episode when I get to War of the Spark and the Elder Theory. The next and most recent exception is Calyx. For those who don't know, Calyx is from a Greek-inspired world of Theros. He was created to hunt another planeswalker by one of the gods of Theros. When that planeswalker left the plane, Calyx followed. There are actually two possible explanations for Calyx's spark, which is why I put exception in quotes. Spoiler warning for time streams forward, so just, just click off or something. First. Calyx was created by a god, but that does not mean he is a metaphysical being like the god. Calyx appears human, and it is possible that because he was created to hunt a planeswalker, he was made with a planeswalker spark built into him. This has actually happened before. Karn was built by Urza, and this is the spoiler, and then later inherited Urza's planeswalker spark when Urza died. The second explanation is that Calyx isn't really a planeswalker, he just has all the attributes of one. At the end of the Kamigawa books, the main character was kicked off of Kamigawa and sent to Dominaria by an angry spirit, who was mad at the main character because his actions prevented it from being able to travel to planes. The spirit wasn't a planeswalker, but was powerful enough to travel to planes. Another example of this is the machine god of the Phyrexians, Yogmoth. It specifically states multiple times that Yogmoth is not a planeswalker, and yet he's a, he has the ability to travel between planes and create planes 
just like Planeswalkers. He also has the ability to take Planeswalker Sparks, so he might as well be a Planeswalker. This would work for Kallix, because while he himself is not a powerful being, his creator could imbue the Planeswalkering power uh, in him. Alright, so Kallix's explanation was rather long. Now we'll move on to the final exception, which is one I discovered while writing this script, and it kind of confused me. Earlier, I listed a few metaphysical creature types. One of those creature types was Dragon, which I already talked about. The other creature type that contains an exception is Sphinx. Those more familiar with magic lore will know the name Azor. Azor was a Sphinx planeswalker who went around to different planes establishing governments. Not much is known about his past that could explain Azor's spark, unlike the two dragon planeswalkers. I could just be wrong, Sphinxes might not be metaphysical creatures. They do, after all, tend to have human faces. So, you know, maybe they're not. Uh, there is another Sphinx Planeswalker uh, from Alara called Crucius, but I'll get there when I get there. Honestly, I'm not sure about Sphinxes, but I guess we'll just have to see. Anyway, that's all for Souls and Sparks. I'll probably do another one of these uh, later down the line when I have maybe some more information. Uh, and if you want me to, I, I definitely will. Next episode is Time Streams Part 2, and I'm probably just about to record that. So stick around for that. Anyway, that's all folks, and I'll see you next week.